welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Taco What's Next, where we speak to athletes and sports executives around how sport has changed the course of their lives and the lessons they've learned in life outside of the game. I'm your host, Danielle Berman. I am the founder and CEO of Tackle What's Next, where we work to change the narrative around life after sports. So we really appreciate you taking the time out with us here today. We are talking to Sebastian Hanka today. And Sebastian is a former college soccer player who played at Houston Baptist University. He's originally from Germany, and he now works as a financial advisor where he helps, including current and former athletes, achieve their financial goals and he's the founder of sport low which is a social media platform for sports parents they can find new teams tryouts for their kids get creative fundraising ideas from other parents and a lot more so i'm thrilled to have sebastian join us here tonight to share his journey as an athlete now as a financial advisor and entrepreneur i see he's here i'm gonna go ahead and get him up on the screen and we will get started so thanks to everybody for joining us tonight Hey, Sebastian, how are you? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you again for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem at all. Well, I want to just ask how's summer been going? Anything exciting going on that you've been doing? Actually, very exciting. Yeah, I finally took a well-deserved vacation back in June my, with my parents. I hadn't seen them in almost three years because of COVID. I hadn't been able to go home at all to Germany. So we went, uh, we met up in Hawaii. So we had a uh, two and a half weeks there, then a couple of days in California, and then it was back to reality afterwards here in, in Texas. But yeah, definitely a great time. Oh, that's so nice. I can't imagine three years, it's so long. It must have felt so nice to reconnect and be able to see them again. Yeah, I mean, three years. Uh, I, when I first came here, I told them that I would at least always come home for Christmas, right? At least see, see them once a year so that COVID had kind of missed messed up yeah. that idea but so it was definitely good to see them again well good well we appreciate you taking some time to chat with us and we want to start right at the very beginning about your sports experience right at a young age so we'd love to know when was your first sports experience being in germany i'm gonna assume maybe it was soccer but you tell me if i'm wrong and if not, how did you find your way to soccer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, over there, you don't really have a choice, right? There's pretty much, pretty much no other sport that matters. So soccer right. is pretty much uh, the only sport that anyone plays. So I think, if I remember correctly, on my first birthday, uh, birthday I got my first soccer ball. So there was pretty much no choice. I that had was to play, it. Right? And then... I guess it really started playing maybe at age three or four. And then I joined the local club, might've been at age six and then uh, pretty much never looked back. Yeah. Now I know that you ended up coming to the U S to play soccer in, in the college system here. And so tell me a little bit about what that was like. I'm sure there were a lot of culture shocks in many different ways, but one being that just soccer itself, you know, football, soccer is, is not seen as diehard probably as it is in Germany. So that was probably different, just being in a different, you know, culture, a different country, like all these things. So walk us through, like, what was that experience like and, and how did you navigate? Yeah, um, well, the the issue was that before I came over here, I really didn't know much about the U.S., right? I, 
I had an idea of what's going on, but I didn't really know that soccer wasn't as popular. First of all, I didn't know that was called soccer to begin with, right? <laughs> that was the, the, the first thing, but like my best friend and I overseas in Germany, we went to a showcase where college soccer coaches came to watch us play. And uh, we got a bunch of different offers, but we decided to pick one from a school in Tennessee that we both had in common. Didn't really know much about that. Didn't know anything about Tennessee, where that school might be. Didn't know anything about the difference between NCAA and AIA. We just said, okay, let's do it. Ended up over there. Team wasn't very good at all. Was a little bit of a shock for us coming from a fairly decent level that we played at. So I was a little bit disappointed and we fairly early on decided, okay, this is not where we want to be or we want to be long-term. So eventually, when I got to Houston after my freshman year, that was obviously much better. Right? We played Division One soccer, much better, a little bit more professional. So that's, that was a little bit more what I was used to. Still not quite as professional, but still a decent level. Right? We would travel to all of our games with the, like by plane, fly around the country to our away games. It was definitely a good time. Right? But still nothing really compared to where I played over in Germany, right? Over there, we played in the the highest youth division. So against some players who are making millions of dollars right now, which is um, still a little bit of a sad story for me that I didn't make it that far. No, but overall, I think it was definitely a change, but ended up in a good spot overall in Houston. Yeah, I mean, I think comparing like playing here versus playing at home you know i think there's probably a lot of differences that you came across but you know in terms of navigating that that chapter how did you really balance because i think what a lot of people don't realize about playing at a university here in the u.s is there's all kinds of different things that go into it not just school and soccer but Mm -hmm. you know making sure that if you need a job that you have a, a visa right all these different things so how do you, what, what advice would you give to anyone listening that may be an international student thinking about coming into the U.S. to play, whether it's soccer or another sport, you know, here in the States? Is there any yeah. advice you would give them? Yeah, well, the good thing was that even while still in Germany, I was at a school that was specifically designed for athletes, right? So we would pretty much, they would recruit everyone from all over the country. And we would have practice in the morning, school, practice again, school again. Okay. So it was always that I had to combine both things, bring it mm. both together, right? But coming over here, and you have to see over in Germany, pretty much, it's much easier for internationals to get work or find work, right? Without visas and stuff. Yeah. Over here, I wasn't really aware of that until really, I would say, senior year, right? Because when you're still in college you have about one year that you're allowed to work but also on a limited basis and it has to be attached to your class schedule so fairly complicated so the advice is definitely maximize that as much as you can right there's you doing your college time then you also get what's called opt after you're done with college so maximize that as much as you can but i still haven't figured it out 100 percent right it's it's just it's just it's just very hard to navigate. And also what I realized that working with an attorney alongside you for all these visa processes is definitely helpful, but yes. definitely take as much, like take advantage of all these programs that are available to you, all kinds of internships. And what you, if you want to do that work on campus, that's something that's actually allow, allowed to do even as an international. So oh, good. yeah, during my time here in, in, at Houston Baptist, I worked 
concession stands at baseball games, at softball games, at basketball, just to make some extra money. So mm -hmm. that's, that's definitely a good option as well. Yeah, no, it's great. And it's, it's good that you, it's interesting you brought up that in Germany, you were already combining like sport and your education and kind of going mm -hmm. back and forth because that seems very much like the college system here, right? You get up, you have soccer, probably weight room training, then you go to class, then you come back, you have practice or you have yeah. meetings, right? Then you go back to class, like all these different things. So it seems like you had that preparation. But I'd love to know, like, what impact has playing sports in general, whether back home in Germany or here in the U.S., what impact has it made on you and your life, who you are as a person? I mean, I would definitely say I'm 100% I wouldn't be where I am, first of all, and who I am today. First of all, without playing sports, I wouldn't have gotten a scholarship over here. I would have never decided to come here, spend all this money on college, right? because over there I can go to college for free. Right. So, right. so without soccer, I definitely wouldn't be here. Right? But also personally, I've grown a lot since started, I started playing. Right? I was never really the super confident kind of person when I was younger. That I think also kind of hurt me the way I was playing. I think if I had the confidence that I have today, I definitely would have been a better player too. But I think the main thing is really that giving up was never really an option no matter mm. what I did right I would always find some kind of solution for it yeah no it's great I love it I think that perseverance the ability to lose and get back up right and understand that that feeling is so important um and I want to talk to you too about your I guess transition as people call it from sport to what's next so I want to hear from you, you know, what was that like? What resources did you feel like were helpful? Was there anything that you feel like was missing in that in that side of things, especially in your experience? You know, did you feel prepared for that time? And, and just walk us through what that experience was like for you. Well, for, for me, it was pretty clear fairly early on during even still during high school that mm. I was probably good enough to make some money playing soccer, but not good enough to really become a professional, right? So there's some guys out there who just needed to call themselves professional, play wherever in the world just to call themselves that, right? That was never really an option for me because I knew, okay, it's, it's never going to be enough money where it makes sense to really mm. start or like delay my education. So that was actually one of the main reasons I decided to take that scholarship opportunity, right? Because I could still play at a fairly decent level, but also get my education for free. So when it then came to to the point where I would have to stop playing and start working. It wasn't really that big of a transition for me because I was also always like super com competitive, right? So I could never really play just for fun. Like pretty much after college was over, I, play, so I stopped playing. I also, like, I never really looked back, right? Mm. Like th there are some guys out there who really just play for fun on weekends, like, you know, these weekend leagues or like meet up just with other guys. I could never really do that because I've always played at such a, high competitive level that just playing for fun it never really excited me like, mm -hmm. I, I, I gave it a, I gave it a try like for a couple of months after graduation and like they called it semi-professional league but not sure if it was really semi-professional so. <laughs> we, we would meet up like twice a week and have some games on the weekend but it was such a, just such a bad level that I really had to stop doing it and eventually I just stopped okay it's, uh, just decided it's better to stop playing completely yeah. rather than really pretty much wasting my time with that and then I was always like my last year of college I started doing a bunch of internships and looking into okay what am I going to do with my life right 
So the transition was fairly easy. The, I think the thing that might have helped me would have been, obviously being international didn't help finding mm-hmm. jobs. That definitely made things more complicated. But I think the access to more internships and a little bit better intern- internships would have been great for me personally, because obviously I did like an internship with the Houston Rockets, which sounds great on paper or looks great on paper, but it wasn't really that beneficial to me, especially mm-hmm. what I eventually ended up doing. So yeah. a little bit more, a little bit more variety there, and also more early on in the in college, like even during junior year or early before that, would have been definitely helpful. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is um, like just how busy you are as a college athlete, and then to your point. Um, the the opportunities that are out there, you just might not have had that time to explore. So I appreciate that point about internships being, you know, more, I guess, have a more of a variety. And I think that would be really helpful just to have different companies that have nothing to do with sports and just are there and have these great experiences. Sounds like it could have been beneficial. But, you know, I think that's a great perspective that you shared too around really understanding, like, this is the writing on the wall for me. And, you know, I know it sounds like you had this, this conversation with yourself in some ways to say, I know what I could do with soccer. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be enough for me to live. And so instead I'd prefer to take this other path. So I'm glad that you did that. And I want to know what drove you towards finance and why did you get involved in this space? So how, tell us a little bit about you've left soccer. Now you're working in the, in the real world and you're in finance. Sure. How did you get there? What interested you about the field? Yeah, well, my, my undergrad degree was in management and then my, uh, I got my MBA. So I was always been always involved in business. And so finance was always kind of fascinating to me. And also the main, I guess the main reason was my best friend from college was actually the guy who picked me up from the airport here in Houston. Um, so that's how I met him, right? He was that's at that awesome. time. That, he was at that time the equipment manager for the soccer team. So he was kind of in charge of picking people up from airports and stuff like that. So uh, he eventually became one of my best friends and he was also a finance major. So he, uh, after graduation, started working for JP Morgan and became a financial advisor there. And I just kept pretty much in touch with him just to see what, like how his job is going, uh, doing what he's doing there, right? And it really always fascinated me how he's pretty much helping clients, talking about investments all the time, really helping them with their retirements and all, all that stuff. So really, that got me hooked on the whole idea. Eventually, it took me quite a bit to get into the same field that he did. But since 2021, this, this is really what I've been doing and I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I think it's awesome to see and hear how people get into the spaces that they're in. Yeah. Um, and I, I know you've had some entrepreneurial endeavors as well. And I wanted to hear a little bit about Sportlow and the impetus behind it, what you're doing, um, and, you know, just what, where that came from, obviously working with sports parents. Was that something mm-hmm. you experienced, like, with your own family? Or where? how did that idea come about? Well, well, well yes and no, right? The, I think that the main reason was um, after I stopped playing after college, I didn't want to completely lose soccer or sports yeah. in general. So I kind of picked up coaching a little bit more so and especially I found out that uh, private lessons one-on-one coaching is very profitable here and a lot of people are interested in it so I started doing that and I uh, used an app for that pretty much a marketplace to come like connect 
parents and sports coaches, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, I was great. I mean, without that, ever, never would have, never, never, no one would have found me. Right. right. So it was great to have that app, but the issue was that pretty much for very little service, they took or they kept a fairly large chunk of what I charged the parents, right? And after pretty much the first initial connection, parents and I would look at each other, okay, why do we need these guys, right? Why do we still give them money when we can just have our own thing going on? Right. So th- that's eventually what we always would end up doing. But I like the overall concept of the of the idea. Just wanted to see if there might be a different tweak to it. So pretty much my idea with Sportler was, first of all, it's kind of a replica of that app, just very similar marketplace kind of idea. But I figured I might there must be something more that we can provide instead of just connecting these two parties, right? So what I came across is that web um, or that app Nextdoor. Not sure if you heard about it, but yeah. pretty much, yeah, pretty much a neighborhood app where parents can meet each other and find all kinds of services in the area. So I figured this is exactly what I want to do. Right? Just pretty much Nextdoor, but for sports parents or for a huge sports community where you can really log on, see other people in your area that have the same issues or same um, stuff going on with their kids they can find whatever service they need like a coach they can find a new club tryouts everything that's going on in their community so that's kind of the whole idea of the app yeah it's fantastic and I mean I think I would love to hear from you like what skills have you been using from your sports experience in both your work with sport law and in your financial career do you feel yeah. like you're seeing some skills that you're like oh yeah this is something I used in sport that now I'm using in a different way mm-hmm. yeah so um what I was uh, well I was a defender right a, a right back and, and soccer left back and pretty much my biggest skill was always kind of anticipating the next move, the next pass, the intercepting mm-hmm. passes and stuff like that. That was always my biggest skill. And I think that's kind of what I'm applying to my job right now, kind of anticipating, okay, what's happening next? What do I need to do to get uh, get ahead in life and stuff like that? But also always, I was never the hardest worker, but I always found ways to work smarter. Mm-hmm. I would never be the one who puts in extra hours after practice like others would do some additional shooting drills or passing whatever I would never be that person but I would just find ways and I also it's a funny thing I always used to call myself a lemonade maker right? like there's so many issues that always came up in my life with the visa and all like sports but I always found a way to really figure it out and make it happen yeah. so I think that really is one of my biggest strengths that I still apply to my job today yeah, being resourceful and just like thinking on the fly and like, never yeah. giving up, you know, all those things are so important. Um, and I love that. I love lemonade maker. That's awesome. Um, well, yeah, I just have a couple more questions for you. And sure. I want to know, you know, you talked a little bit about resources you maybe could have helped you during your transition, but sounds like you really had a good mindset approaching that time in your life. And so I'd love to hear what advice you have for athletes, you know, in their own transition, approaching that life after sport, right? You know, they're thinking, okay, here's, maybe I need to have this conversation with myself. Can I move on to the next level? Am I going to have to stop playing soon? What, what would you want athletes to know about that process? What it's like leaving sport and, and any advice you'd give to them around that, around that experience? Yeah. A f- funny thing is actually that I never applied for a job in my life. Like, it's, because it, like I made a lot of connections um, during my time in, in, in Houston, either through LinkedIn or just networking 
and stuff like that. So I never really applied for a job. It just came naturally eventually. So I think that's the biggest thing nowadays, being active on LinkedIn, making connections wherever you go, because that's how jobs are being filled nowadays, right? You can apply to hundreds of jobs, you might get lucky, but unless you really have a connection inside that company, you're probably not going to get that job, right? So, and that's pretty much, no matter how prepared you are, there will always be something coming up, right? And what I also thought was after graduation was very odd, just going from two practices a day to suddenly zero. Mm. That was definitely a big challenge for me, right? You have to imagine, usually you wake up at 6 a.m. to to weights and now nobody's going to be there to do a weight workout with you. So now you yeah. have to motiv- motivate yourself if you want to go to work out. And till this day, this hasn't happened to me that I've woken up at 6 a.m. to work out. So <laughs> now, it's, so it's really just, if I want to go, I really have to push myself knowing, okay, I have to stay in shape, right? But it was just so much easier back in the days where there, it was just not an option not to go, right? Like and yeah. the, whole, the whole team would be there. It would be just much more fun. That is definitely a big one. And now you pretty much work from eight to five or whatever. It's definitely going to be a little bit of a a challenge, but you get used to it eventually. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing people talk about a lot. It's just that loss of team and then the built-in schedule and accountability that is just part of being an athlete. Like somebody's waiting for you and they need you to show up here and there's consequences if you don't. And a lot of times in the real world, like, yes, obviously you need to show up to work, but when it comes to like a workout or going for a walk, like if you're not on top of yourself to say, Hey, like I got to do this or self-motivated, it could be hard to get into that process because no one's going to yell at you if you don't show up at 6am for that workout. You know, it's, it's just you that knows you were going to do that. So I love that advice. And then going off your point around networking, I think that's such a powerful tool in people's pockets when you're an athlete on campus, or even if you're in the pros somewhere, you know, utilizing the people around you in terms of who can you build genuine relationships with that, you know, can last the rest of your life. And when you do have, you know, that transition time for you, they know who you are, they know what you're great at, and they can get your foot in the door somewhere. So I love that advice. And networking is so, so important. So I really, really appreciate that. And just as we're wrapping up, like, tell us a little bit about where people can can find you, where people can learn more about your work in the financial space, Sportlow, can they download the app? Tell us a little bit about all that. It's actually funny that you say, can you download the app? Because we're literally finalizing the latest version of the app right now so so far oh, like, great we, we've just called it an app so far it's been just a website until okay. now so we're in the process of finalizing that so that should hopefully be done within the next month or so exciting but, yeah other than that i obviously have my i obviously have my personal uh, social media accounts but also pretty much all social media accounts for sportlo so all of these instagram right facebook twitter you guys can follow me on that. And if you want to learn more about my personal job, obviously Thrivent, my company has a website. I also have my personal website there. So I think you're going to link that down in the description as well. So yep. if, you ever want, if you ever want to talk about finances, reach out to me. We're happy to meet. Fantastic. Well, Sebastian, this was awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time out with us. Be sure to go follow Sebastian here on Instagram. Go check out Sportlow, especially if you got kids that play sports. And of course, uh, thank you, Sebastian, again, for being here and for all no of your problem. support of Tackle Snacks. We really appreciate it. No problem.
Thanks, All bye. right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Time Out with Tackle What's Next. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you learned a lot from our awesome guest. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can reach even more incredible listeners and share with a friend who you think would love this conversation. A huge thank you to Jacob Tabo, Sydney Orzalak, Leanna Wong-Wright, and Olivia Peters from Team Tackle What's Next for their help editing this series. We'll see you next time for another Time Out with Tackle What's Next.